Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you're here. Thanks for choosing the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Your quest for podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained ends here. We invite you to enjoy all our shows we have on this network. And right now, let's start with Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Joshua P. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more. On this edition of the show, the Electrum Ring. I recently received an email from a big fan of this show named Jimmy, and he lives in Virginia, here in the USA. I have all of his info, and the email was rather lengthy, so it took me a few days to get around to reading it. I'm glad that I did, and so I'm going to give you a somewhat edited version of what he wrote. The subject line was Electrum, that's spelled E-L-E-C-T-R-U-M, Electrum, Human's First Metamaterial? With a question mark. 
Okay, let me pause for a moment. What is a metamaterial? Well, generally speaking, it's it's a physical substance with extraordinary properties. Uh, for a more modern definition, if we just go to Wikipedia, it says a metamaterial comes from the Greek words meta, meaning beyond or after, and the Latin word materia, meaning matter or material. Uh, and it is any material engineered to have a property that is not found in naturally occurring materials. Now, there's actually, I think, a caveat to that, which we'll get back to. But so again, metamaterial, it quite literally means beyond material or beyond matter. It kind of reminds you of that term paranormal, doesn't it? You can almost call it paramaterial. So you get the idea. Now to the email. So Jimmy writes, Hi, Joshua. I have wanted to email you for a while now. I also like to experiment with various things and make things out of various materials. My primary artistic endeavors deal with metal. I started out as a blacksmith and quickly discovered that it was much easier to make jewelry in an apartment than it was to do blacksmithing. (laughs) Anyway, during my transition from blacksmith to jeweler, I became very interested in various alloys and in particular electrum. Okay. Now let me pause again, everybody. Now, if you do not know what electrum is, well, I did not either. So I will be explaining that to you soon. All right. So don't worry if you feel like you're in the dark for a minute, that's fine. Back to his email. My major focus when making jewelry was Celtic stuff, and I tried to reproduce some of the designs and motifs found. But I also looked at all sorts of ancient jewelry and artifacts, mostly using various archaeological texts and museum collection books. And that's when I began to notice that a lot of items that were described as being religious or magical in nature often specifically included electrum. Even if the item was also made out of different alloys, they always went out of their way to say that it included electrum. Most of these ancient people could make relatively pure gold if they had the desire to do so, so I began to wonder and question why would they want to use electrum? Well, I think I discovered why this is. I eventually decided to make myself some to see if I could determine what the big deal was. The following is what happened when I did so. In order for me to learn the jewelry business, I found a master to apprentice myself to for a bit. I had gathered all the materials together that I needed to make Electrum and decided that I would do so under his tutelage at his shop versus my own for the first time. I had not made my own alloys at that point, so I wanted to do it correctly. Now, electrum can mean various things, but I am specifically referring to the alloy that is 50% pure gold and 50% pure silver by weight. I'm going to pause again. Okay, so he is telling you that when he's talking about electrum, we're talking about a mixture of gold and silver. So he goes on to say, for my source of gold, I used a one pennyweight pure gold maple leaf coin from Canada. And for the silver, 
I just used fine silver casting grain from a jewelry-making supply. The other supplies that I rounded up were some casting flux, specifically matte casting flux, and a new ceramic crucible for melting things in, as well as a carbon graphite stirring rod. These are all common items that are used when manufacturing jewelry. I began by melting the coin in the crucible with a little bit of flux using an acetylene torch. I then added the silver, which I had measured and weighed, to be also one pennyweight worth of silver. I melted everything together and quickly stirred it with the carbon rod. I turned off the torch and allowed it to cool both the crucible and the small bead of metal in the bottom for a few minutes. When no more color appeared in the metal, I dumped it out onto the workbench for further cooling. I believe I had a ceramic pad on the workbench at that time, but I don't honestly remember exactly that part. I let it cool for a few minutes before I decided it was time to pick it up. It had the appearance, roughly, of silver with a slight yellow tinge to it. This color in the jewelry industry is actually known as green gold, because if you hold it up next to yellow gold, it does appear to be slightly green. I reached for the piece with my left hand, and when I picked it up, I immediately dropped it. I did so not because it was too hot, it was actually surprisingly cool, but because of a jolt of energy that went up my arm. It was literally quite shocking. I reached down again and picked it up a second time with my left hand, and the same thing occurred. I reached for a third time with my left hand, and the same thing occurred. And now I decided that I would switch to my right hand, thinking that maybe it had something to do with it being the left side of the body. And the left hand is often considered the receiving hand, magically speaking, of course. I then reached with my right hand. And sure enough, it zapped me again. And I just dropped it. At that point, my master was actually laughing at me. He often did this when he remembered things that he had encountered himself when doing things. He was that kind of teacher, LOL. Let the student make their own mistakes and find their own way. I reached for a second time with my left hand and it zapped me again. And I said, now stop that. And then I reached once more and there was a slight jolt, but not quite as powerful. So I no longer dropped it. And so now I could hold the metal in my hand and examine it. I began trying to learn what the working properties of the metal were at that point. Now, it being made out of gold, I could never afford really to play with it as much as I wanted to. But that did not stop me from doing so. I ended up making several pieces of jewelry from it and also some other items. Some of them have gone by the wayside over the years, but I still have a few. I have a pendant set with a cameo fine stone that I still wear. And one of the side effects from that, although it does not zap me, 
is that it makes the skin underneath it on my chest warm every time I wear it. I also ended up making a very special wand with it. This one is, is made from yew wood with an alloy cap at the tip and an alloy wire running through the center, as well as a band where the taper joins the handle and with the sterling silver end cap. There are also tourmaline crystals embedded in the handle. The wand is extremely powerful. I have used it approximately eight times, and every time I have used it, it has successfully manifested what I desired it to manifest. I thought I'd share this information with you, as very few, if any, people who deal in magic and materials ever talk about this alloy. I know all the evidence I've given is just anecdotal, but other folks who have made Electrum with me and have used some of the devices that were made from it have also experienced enhanced abilities or functionality. If you'd like to discuss this further, please email me back. I would be happy to do so. Time for a break. Well, folks, do you think I have obtained a piece of Electrum? <laughs> oh, you know it. When we come back, I'll tell you about it. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Okay. Also, you know what? Uh, this show usually comes out every Friday, but sometimes there are projects that I only let you know about through my free e-newsletter, and sometimes there are things I need to let you know about instantly, and I can sit down with my free e-newsletter, and I can write an email with my own fingers there and hit send, and boom, it goes to you right away. So I hope that you'll go right now and subscribe. Go to joshuapwarren.com. Right there on the homepage, there's a little box where you put your email address in there and you hit submit, and then you'll get an automated email from me instantly. And that email already has some links to some free online goodies from me, things that will start helping you to improve your life and to make your life more magical. Go sign up for the free e-newsletter at joshuapwarren.com. And remember... There is no period after the P in JoshuaPWarren.com, the website address. All right. I am Joshua P. Warren, and you are listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash strange things. 
Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. Ajitato Zume! And now let's get back to this story about Electrum... And where I'm leading to the Electrum Ring. And I want to say right up front here before I continue, thank you for that email, Jimmy. Jimmy and I have continued to correspond. And uh, I, I guess this is also a good time to remind all of you, especially if you are new to this show, that I get a ton of emails uh, on a daily basis. And it is absolutely physically impossible for me to respond to everyone, but I do try my best to read everyone. So just keep that in mind. All right. So as I had told you, I do not recall having heard about Electrum before, which is hard to believe, but you know, it's like that kind of stuff happens all the time. So I said, okay, let me learn more. 
just doing my own independent research here on this substance called Electrum. And so I turned back to the almighty Wikipedia. And I, I, let me just say something about Wikipedia. I don't think the Wikipedia is the most trusted source when it comes to learning about people, like people's lives uh, or things that are, you know, uh, modern, modern day oriented in terms of like politics, because people have an agenda and they get on there and they they change that kind of information. You can't always believe everything you read about a person or a person's beliefs or all that on Wikipedia. But when it comes to like old historical factual stuff, Wikipedia is a, is a great place. To just, you know, look up some basics. So. That's why, you know, that's one of the first places I, I go. So here is what Wikipedia says about Electrum. Again, as you probably know, this is spelled E-L-E-C-T-R-U-M. It says, Electrum is a naturally occurring alloy of gold and silver. I was like, huh, interesting. It says naturally there. With trace amounts of copper and other metals, its color ranges from pale to bright yellow depending on the proportions of gold and silver it has been produced artificially and is also known as green gold okay so apparently it is possible to find some of this out there uh in nature but that's not that's not how you usually come across it. It's usually man-made. It says, Electrum was used as early as the third millennium BC in the old kingdom of Egypt, sometimes as an exterior coating to the pyramidions atop the ancient Egyptian pyramids and obelisks. Whoa, that's pretty important. So we're talking about like the capstone of pyramids and obelisks in ancient Egypt were made from Electrum. Uh, it was also used in the making of ancient drinking vessels. The first known metal coins were made of Electrum, dating back to the end of the 7th century or beginning of the 6th century B.C. For several decades, the medals awarded with the Nobel Prize have been made of gold-plated Electrum. So, if we go to the etymology here, the the word origin, they say the name electrum is the Latinized form of the Greek word electron mentioned in the Odyssey. Yeah, we're going way back here, folks, referring to a metallic substance consisting of gold alloyed with silver. Uh, and then it also talks about how that, you know, this word electron uh, has a connection to Amber's electrostatic properties. And anyway. Composition, it consists primarily of gold and silver, sometimes found with traces of uh, copper, platinum or other metals. And then uh, it says in the Hellenistic period, electrum coins uh, were issued by the Carthaginians. Uh, okay, so. Let's read more about the history of this. Electrum is mentioned in an account of an expedition sent by a pharaoh, Sire, or Sahur. I don't know how to pronounce this name. S-A-H-U-R-E. Pharaoh Sahur, or Sahur, of the fifth dynasty of Egypt. It is also discussed by Pliny the Elder and his Naturalis Historia. 
Electrum is also mentioned in the Hebrew scriptures, whose prophet Ezekiel is said to have had a vision of Jehovah on a celestial chariot. Uh, and then it talks about all the early coinage, uh, the earliest known Electrum coins, Lydian and East Greek coins found under the temple of Artemis at Ephesus are currently dated to the last quarter of the seventh century. Uh, I mean, like, so this goes like, this goes on and on and on with how powerful this was in the ancient world. And I mean, again, there are all these examples of beautiful ancient coins that were made, but it seems like the Egyptians really found this to be uh, a, a mystical item. In fact, there is a picture here, an actual photograph of a mummified male head from ancient Egypt, and it's covered in electrum. So imagine, you know, you know how uh, occasionally you get to see an unwrapped mummy head. They all kind of look the same, <laughs> like from ancient Egypt. It's one of those. It looks like most of the mummy heads that you've seen, and it's got it's got electrum all over it. So, look, everything that, that Jimmy was telling me was correct. Okay, so you, you go back and you start looking, and then it, there are all these ties that go into alchemy and you know the philosopher's stone. I could really, really. I could probably sit here for two hours and tell you about all this stuff related to Electrum. So I was like, okay, sold. I, how do I get some of this stuff? So I started looking around on the internet and you can do this yourself. And cause I just wanted to, to start experimenting and, and see, you know, what would happen to me. And you know what? I started looking online and there wasn't a whole lot out there that was considered actual electrum other than some ancient coins that were uh, that are quite expensive. And I wouldn't want to get an ancient coin and necessarily melt it down or something like that as you know. So I, I was like, I don't even know if that's the right the right way to go for me. Um, and but then even worse. I discovered that there are lots of fakes out there, which is sadly common these days online, as you probably know. But I'm a fortunate guy. I know a lot of people. I have a lot of friends in high and low places. So I started calling my friends. I started using my resources. And I finally found a highly specialized artisan right here in the United States who makes authentic Electrum rings. And I made sure this is the real deal, and I bought one. Of course, the, he, this was custom-made. This artisan, he, he got my ring size for the ring. I, I decided I would wear this on my uh, right ring finger. And uh, so I gave him my size, which is size 12, by the way. And he smelted and hammered out this ring just for me. And I, and so I could not wait to get this thing in the, I was so excited that I said, can I pay you, you know, money to expedite the production of this thing? And he said, yeah, sure. You know, we can do that. He was great. This guy is the best. 
And so, um, and again, th- so the ring itself is actually 14 karat gold plus silver, but smelted and then delicately hammered right there. And so here's what happened when I received this. I opened the box and inside is this, and I have, I'm wearing it right now. I just slipped it off and I'm looking at it under my, uh, my desk light here. It is, it's a thin, um, gold ring that it, it, it I love the fact that it, it's, it's not smooth like a wedding band. You, it's literally kind of, um, I don't know if you would faceted is the right word, but you can actually see the hammer marks on this thing where this was delicately hand hammered specifically to my size on the inside. It's stamped with 14 K and sure enough, when you look at this thing under the light, like I'm doing right now, it looks, it does look like a pale gold, but sure enough, there is this sort of like barely detectable greenish glow, which I absolutely love because in my experiences with trying to manifest stuff, uh, gold and silver and greens uh, are colors that I associate with money for obvious reasons. I know green might not do it for everybody, but here in the U.S. it does. So I pull this thing out and I get this feeling as soon as I see it, like this is something special. I slipped it on my finger. Okay, so this is about to become like a Lord of the Rings type story. I'm thinking this might be the real Lord of the Rings ring. When we come back, I'm going to tell you uh, what happened to me when I put it on. And I'm going to tell you how you can get one of these, too. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be back after these important messages. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free 
through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. Here I am looking at my own custom-made, handmade Electrum ring. Handmade for me here in the USA by a master artisan, master craftsman. Again, I'm thinking this is like the real Lord of the Rings ring. Of course, I reached down to pick it up, and I'm like, is this going to shock me or something, kind of like Jimmy was saying? It did not. It did actually feel kind of warm to me, and I was marveling over just how how delicate-looking it is and how beautiful it is, and I like it that it looks rustic, like I say, it has that kind of hammered look like this is it looks ancient, but it's really, really strong and durable. It's very, very stiff. And so I slipped this onto my finger. It fit perfectly, just like Cinderella's slipper. And as soon as I did that, and I know that you might think I'm just making this up to have something to say on the podcast, but as soon as I did that, I felt this kind of, I'm going to describe it as a surge of very comfortable energy enter my body. And I use those words because, uh, you know, I'm a busy guy. I'm not getting any younger. And a lot of times I just get tired and I run out of energy and I don't like drinking caffeine. You know, we, I live in a country that is addicted to caffeine. And for me, you know, I can handle a little bit of caffeine. But if I push it just a little too far, it makes me feel awful. 
So I just can't do the caffeine thing. So I'm I'm always looking for all, you know, safer alternatives to pick up my bioenergy. And, you know, I don't talk about health because I'm not a physician, but, you know, I do have rheumatoid arthritis, which is a lifelong condition, and that makes you really tired sometimes. And so I uh, I put this ring on, and, I mean, I just – again, it was like this very warm, peaceful, natural boost of energy. And the whole rest of the day, I felt so good that I decided to sleep with this. And I don't usually sleep with jewelry or anything on. That, that kind of gets on my nerves. Like, I always take off my wedding band and everything at night. But I actually slept with this thing on. It was the only thing I slept, uh, only piece of jewelry I slept in. And um, so the next day, I uh, I said to Lauren, you know, I feel good enough to go out and get some exercise. Let's take a walk. And, of course, we live here in Las Vegas. And within walking distance, there is a, a bar, which to me, that gives me motivation to get out and want to walk somewhere. I know if you go to a bar and you have a drink, well, I don't know how, you know, you might not be burning all the calories you want. But, you know, it's working out your, your muscles and your joints, and that's all good. So I go, let's walk to this bar. So we go to this bar. And uh, actually, you know what? I'm jumping ahead of myself because here's what what, what actually happened before that. Uh, that morning, I told Lauren, I feel really good. I'm having a good day. I think I'm going to do a giveaway today. So I got onto Twitter and sometimes I just jump onto social media, just randomly give away stuff. And I got on there and I said, I'm going to give away $500 to the first person who sends me their um their PayPal uh, information, and like you know, just like your your email address is like, and that's not some proprietary things. And so, sure enough, boom, I got an email address, and that person got five hundred dollars. And I do this from time to time. If you follow me on Twitter at Joshua P Warren. You'll see what I mean. And, uh, of course, some people think, oh, that's got to be a scam. Well, it's not. I mean, you can ask the person who got the $500. But, but I felt so good that I, I did that that day. I just gave that money away. And then that after that is when I said to Lauren, let's take a walk. So we walk to this nearby bar. We go in there. We sit down to have a drink. And to reward ourselves for having made this walk. That's, this is, this is how much I dislike exercise. And of course, there's a gambling machine there. And I very rarely play Keno, which is where you pick numbers and then balls drop. And you're hoping that a ball will drop on the numbers you pick. And if enough of your numbers are hit by these balls, well, then, you know, you, you win X amount of dollars. And so. I put a little money into this Kino machine. It wasn't much. And I'm sitting here wearing the, and I actually turned to Lauren and I said, I got the Electrum ring on. I wonder if that's going to be lucky. And, oh, I'm going to say in less than 10 minutes, I hit, how much you want to guess? $500. <laughs> so I, so I, that morning I gave away $500. I go to this bar, feeling good to get some exercise, wearing the Electrum ring and I won $500. I got my money back. That's another topic for another show. But you've heard me talk about how that if you, you have to give to receive, uh, it ties into all that. So right off the bat, I was like, I'm loving this ring. And so then uh, later on, uh, okay, so I guess the next day I was I had a bunch of stuff I had to do. I had some deadlines. And then the day after that, I said to Lauren, 
you know what? Uh, that was awfully nice that the universe gave me my money back. But um, I'd like to go back to that bar and let's just see if I can win some more money just for me this time. You know, just for me. And so we make that walk again, get more exercise. I sit down at a different machine this time. We're in the electrum ring. And this time it happened even faster. Within five minutes, I had won $400 and cashed that out. Uh, gave a very generous tip to the people who were there. And then, uh, I said, this is, this is so insane. That night, the Golden Knights were going to be playing a game here in Las Vegas. The Golden Knights are the local professional hockey team and they've only been around. I think this is their sixth season. And that night, if they won, uh, the game, they were going to win the entire Stanley Cup. They were going to be the national champions. And w- which is, you know, pretty amazing. I don't know if anybody else has ever gone from, you know, beginner to Stanley Cup champions in, in six years. And I don't even follow sports that closely. But I said, you know what? I bet you tonight, I said, I've got this gold uh, electrum ring here. I bet you the Golden Knights are going to win tonight. I feel it. So, I I don't follow sports that closely, but I do have an app on my phone where if I want to, I can go and I can put uh, put a bet. So I went and I bet some money on the Golden Knights. And I kid you not, that evening, I wasn't even paying attention to the game. I was wearing the ring and I think it was probably around like 8.45 p.m. I just felt this vibration, almost like a little earthquake or something had hit Las Vegas. And I was like, oh, I bet the Golden Knights just won the Stanley Cup. And sure enough, they did. So I won even more money. Okay, so look, I could keep telling you stories, but I guess what I'm getting at here is when I saw this thing, I fell in love with it. I've been wearing it pretty much ever since, but I still have not even had it that long. And already, I personally am feeling better and I've had a lot of great fortune come to me and, and, you know, Lauren and I've been videotaping this stuff as well so that you can see that there's, there's proof, you know, I'll post some of this on social media. So here's what I did. I contacted this artisan and I said, I know that, um, you know, the, each one of these is, is handmade, you know, custom blah, blah, blah. But I got this podcast and, how about I take one week and I just take orders from anybody who listens to me who wants one of these and just, we'll just do one batch for everybody at one time. And that way we're all getting the real deal. You know, it's not fake. You know that you're getting a quality product. Um, you're getting what I've been using. And, uh, he said, let's do it. So for one week, I'm going to be taking orders for one batch that we're, I'm going to put in the order all at the same time. And then I'm going to send them all out at once. And you should get it in, uh, sometime in July of 2023. Go to this website that I put together. It is electrumring.com. E L E C T R U M. Electrumring. That's R-I-N-G, electrumring.com. When you go there, 
you'll get the information here on how you'll see actually see a picture of my fist wearing my ring. Uh, it'll tell you whether or not we're accepting orders. And then uh, you can get this ring personally made for you. This is the real deal. And you enter your ring size and it can be whatever size you want, as long as it's like either a whole size or a whole size and a half, like eight or 8.5 or nine or 9.5. So enter that and um, just be a little patient because I'm going to get all the, I'm going to take one week to get all the orders in at once. And then this master artisan here in the USA is going to make everybody's ring and you will be part of a very elite club at that point because I cannot wait to see once I have a group of us out there who are all working together wearing this same ring. And that we're, again, we're talking about gold and silver. Okay. The, technically, this is a literal 14 karat gold ring made just for you. When we're all wearing these together, uh, are we going to become more powerful collectively? We'll see. So that's it for now. And you may not hear about this ever again. Go to electrumring.com. When we come back from this break, a lot of you have heard about this story that some aliens landed in a backyard here in Las Vegas. And I mean, like nine or 10 foot tall aliens and people have been saying, Josh, what's going on? Well, I'll tell you my opinion when we come back. I am Joshua P. Warren, and you're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season. 
where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and it should not be a surprise that since I live here in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I am recording this in June of 2023, people from all over the world have been contacting me this, well, this over this past month and saying, what do you think about this news story about a UFO crashing in the backyard of a Las Vegas residence and uh, all of these like eight, nine, ten foot aliens running around? Uh, this supposedly happened overnight, April 30th into May 1st of 2023. And if you listen to this show, I'm presuming that you know about this already. I immediately posted links to the story on my social media, on my uh, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, it says crashed Las Vegas UFO witnessed uh, witness terrified by eight foot creatures in his backyard. Quote, 100% not human end quote. Uh, George Knapp, a renowned journalist who has broken some of the biggest UFO related stories, told Fox News Digital that he has spoken to the family over the last four weeks and, quote, did not detect a hint of a hoax, end quote. So just to recap for you, a, quote, tall, skinny alien creature with greenish color that was thought to be about eight to ten feet tall was reportedly hiding behind a forklift in Las Vegas in a family's backyard after a potential UFO crashed. Um, quote, I looked at it in the eyes and my body just froze like having sleep paralysis. A witness who did not give his name said in a YouTube video, he had a weird looking face, big feet and big shiny eyes and a big mouth. I can hear its loud, deep breathing and its stomach kept moving. He would just stare at me and seconds later I could move again. So he called 911 just after midnight at 1225 a.m. on May 1st and told the dispatcher that these creatures were in his backyard, said they're not human. 100% they're not human. I swear to God, this is not a joke. It's actually real. Um, one of the things that makes this interesting is that when the Las Vegas police followed up on the call, they looked at a different officer's 
body cam, and they saw that just before this, at 11.50 p.m., uh, there was, sure enough, a glowing green light that streaked across the sky in that area. And I've seen the footage. Maybe you have, too. It looks very much like what astronomers would call a bolide. Uh, I did a whole story about this in the show uh, Paranormal Paparazzi. It's it's an exceptionally bright meteor, uh, but it, it can refer to any large crater-forming body or one that explodes in the atmosphere. It, it creates a big fireball. And that's an interesting topic also because there are certain times of the year when those appear around Earth. I think it's like February when we get most of them, and nobody knows why that is. Um. A lot of people in this area saw this ball of fire in the sky. And then also, supposedly, when the officer got there to this house, there was what looked like a perfect circle in the backyard left behind by the aircraft. So you you can go and you can read all these details for yourself if you'd like. But okay, so here's my opinion. Um, Nobody knows what to think of this because... I mean, the the people who said they saw the aliens, they sound like they're telling a legitimate story. And sure enough, it coincides with a real object similar to a bolide that found uh, that, that fell right around that time in that area. So, I mean, it's all pretty synchronistic, but. It's it's kind of like, all right, it's a story. You know, we haven't seen any footage. Everybody has cell phones these days. There's ring cams everywhere. There are security cams everywhere. Where's the footage of the aliens? Haven't seen it. So, you know, that's the problem here. And so, uh, you know, George Knapp is on top of this. He, he's got the best uh, access to the best scientist, and I'm sure he's doing whatever he can to analyze it. So, as I don't really have an opinion on it because I, I have not, I've not seen any evidence that there were aliens, and I haven't tried to contact the people there. Like I say, this is George's thing now. He's on top of it. But if if the people who saw this want to be interviewed on the show, that's fine. I'm open. You can reach out to me. I'm easy to find. But as far as I'm concerned, nobody knows what to think about that. Next thing I want to try to squeeze in here, I got an email from a man who listens to the show, and I don't want to use his name because this is kind of a personal story, but he says, um, I have a lot of stories to tell you. He said, I have always seen auras, and I am a very vivid dreamer, and he talks about how that, he just tells me like about how his whole life he's had kind of paranormal experiences. He said, my wife and I lived in this house in Starkville, Missouri. I guess it's Missouri uh, that we rented and had some strange things happen. Um, he says, we sat outside and talked about all kinds of things. And for some reason, the story had come up about me and my wife, how we'd moved into our bedroom and the living room to make more room for the kids. And I woke up one night with this big, large fellow pulling me out of the bed by my toe. I remember waking up in a daze seeing this and got straight out of bed and ran around the kitchen to the other room to find no one there. I looked everywhere in the closet under the beds. I knew there was someone there, but there was no one. I returned to bed that night only to have my wife wake me and tell me she felt like someone was standing by her bed. At this point, I had not told my wife about all the prior activities that had happened before. 
and proceeded to get up and look at everything and found nothing again. It was like looking for a ghost itself. And he said, I then talked to, let's see, I think he says, talk to a neighbor. This is kind of oddly written. He told me not to freak out because the house I lived in used to belong to an older man named Mr. Putt. And he used to stay there as a kid with his grandkids. And on the weekend uh, at night, Mr. Putt would come and grab them by the toe and pull them down the bed. Then he would chuckle and leave the room. (laughs) He said, he goes, Joshua, this had made me very nervous back then. And uh, he says, you know, uh, there are all kinds of things that continue to happen around me and my wife that we cannot explain. There are electric fields that tend to blow light bulbs and mess up electrical things all around me over time. It is not instant, but it does happen around me more than other people. He says, I love your podcast. I listen to it because I'm a truck driver and you help a lot of people. He said, maybe I've just got too much to handle. Always open to suggestions. And he gives me his phone number. I think what he's saying here is that um, he he's looking for a way to maybe neutralize some of these experiences, you know, to kind of, you know, to, to get rid of them. That's what it, uh, that's my impression from from his message. And so here is what I I asked him to do. And uh, I, I have to reiterate this every once in a while, because um, th- this podcast, I think you're listening to number 140 of this podcast. And on episode 11 of the show, going way back toward the beginning, um, I did an episode about how to prevent or create paranormal activity. And um, that confuses some people because when when I did episode 11, uh, there was a technical issue where um, somebody in the chain, because I, I produce the show at my studio here in Las Vegas, and then I send it over to Tom Danheiser's department in California, and then he sends it to some people in New York, and, and it goes through all these processes before it actually gets posted, and then it's got you know, the final product with all the commercials and stuff. And so, um, at somewhere in that process, uh, it, it came the deadline for this show, uh, episode 11 to get posted and the, they had the audio, but they didn't get the title. And so somebody just put something really generic, like Joshua's at it again. Um, but the actual name of that episode should be how to prevent or create paranormal activity. And in fact, if you want to hear the, the titles that I give, the descriptions that I give are meant for each one of these podcasts to have, um, go scroll through the list at strange strangethingsshow.com. And if you go, you can see more details about what each show is about. And that is where you should go and listen to episode 11. And there are different platforms where you can listen to it there, how to prevent or create paranormal activity. And that will give you my best advice. But thank you for that message, and thank you for listening, sir. All right, my friends, hope you've enjoyed this show. Now, let's try to make it the best week ever. Take a deep breath. If you can, close your eyes. It's the Good Fortune Tone.
That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the Curiosity Shop all at JoshuaPWarren.com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.